Biggest Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting And today I am joined by one of my favorite guys to watch in the ring nowadays uh, So entertaining, Mr. W. Morrissey, what's going on brother? How are you doing, my man? I'm doing great, dude. Dude, I'm doing good. And uh, I just want to remind everyone who's tuning in right now that Saturday, uh, the 8th of January, coming up here this weekend, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you're going to see Impact's Hard to Kill pay-per-view. will be on Fight TV for $39.99. And also, Impact recently announced that the show is a sellout, which is amazing. Yes. How How has that been for you getting back in front of not just crowds, you know, numbers of fans, but but a sold out crowd. That's that must be fulfilling to get in front of a, yeah. a full room again. Yeah. Well, when I first got to Impact, we were doing the studio gig, and like it was so bizarre. I I had you know I I hadn't wrestled through the pandemic yet, so it was like very new to me. It was very foreign, and it was just like you could hear conversations going on in gorilla while you're in the ring filming it was so weird dude it was so weird um being back in front of fans is definitely a gift uh just just for so many reasons it makes it gives us more energy it's more fun it's good to have that instant feedback but yeah going to a sold out house this saturday um yeah it's it's uh impacts doing something right man like uh we sold out like probably week week or two before the pay-per-view and um in a pretty big building so i'm really pumped for saturday yeah and you're part of the huge match which is the triple threat match for the world championship uh you know you're going up against cordona you're going up against moose it's a triple threat are you satisfied with the way impact's been allowing you the chance to show why you deserve to be and the impact champion yeah, and Impact, you know, took a risk on me last April. Uh, I know my history. I'm not an idiot, and I know that it's, it was a risky decision they made. And I came in, and my goal was to make that risk pay off big time for them and to show the world what I can do. Over the past eight months, I've done nothing but that. Um, so I, I think uh, I think I have proven that I deserve to be in a world title match. I deserve to be a world champion, and I think that I'm going to be the face of that company. And I think I deserve that, too. Um, and that's not me being an asshole. It's me being realistic. That's just what I believe. And uh, if it doesn't happen, guess what? I'm just going to keep working harder and harder and harder until it does happen. You know, you get a chance uh, working the last few months with a guy like Moose. What is it like to be able to go head to head in the ring with a guy who can basically stand on the same ground as you? Because there are not that many guys that are nearly as big as you is that a a special opportunity to show that you know the bigger guys can wrestle just like these guys doing the 360 flips yeah man uh moose is a novelty because he can do the 360 flips which yeah. is crazy for someone his size but his size charisma athleticism his look you know he looks like he's in a marvel movie this guy um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being in a match with him, you know, or, or a triple threat match with him this Saturday, just because, yeah, he can stand on the same ground as me, and he could do a lot of things that I can't do, man. He's a very, very special talent. Um, so, yeah, Moose is, Moose is a very, very uh, gifted performer for sure, and I, I'm looking forward to being able to work with him. Uh, 
Yeah. So, but he's going to get his ass whipped regardless, but yeah, it'll be fun. Well, it's great to see the intensity that both of you bring to the ring. Um, adding Cordona as the third part of this triple threat, you know, he's now showing that he's not just a one note guy. You've been in the ring with him. What does he bring to the ring that makes it easy to work with Matt Cordona? Passion. It's the one thing in wrestling that can't be taught. You can, you could take any athlete in the world or any performer and think that they'll transition into wrestling. If they don't have passion for wrestling, it ain't going to freaking happen. He brings passion. And with that passion comes this work ethic. He doesn't die, dude. He never dies. He never gives up. And I know that that's like a saying that's been used before in wrestling, but the guy never, ever dies. And it's like every time you're, you, you knock him down, he gets back up. So that perseverance that he has definitely comes from his passion. Passion can't be taught, and it's seen through a television screen. It's seen in an arena. You don't know what is wrong with the situation, but when someone doesn't have passion, it throws everything off, and he's got he's got passion in spades. Did, speaking of the passion, did you realize that when you get into the ring, not only do you read through the TV, because obviously you have a lot of charisma, you have just an amazing look and you're a great performer. But one of the things that I loved about seeing you live in Vegas was that even if you were in the top row or if you were in a seat that was, you know, hard to see, the coolest thing about you as a performer is that you exude that passion coming from the ring. And that's yeah. really hard to do to fill up an arena with your presence. Did you, I mean, does that come from just who you are or does that come from the preparation and knowing what your character is bringing that you have to convey to every single person in that arena? I think it's who I am. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's a combination of being a fan since I was extremely little, always wanting to do it. Um, my competitive, I'm naturally just a very competitive person, whether it's board games, fantasy sports, whatever. That's also a part of it because I want to be the best. Um, yeah, passion cannot be taught, but it can be read by people in the room. And it's, it's very true. Like you can have someone try their hardest to convey to an audience that they're passionate about something. If they're not, they can say everything in the book. You know Something's not right. Um, so I think it's just natural. I think it comes from life experience. But in terms of the whole building, that's a Terry Taylor thing that he taught me. Work all four <laughs> sides, all four, including including the ramp side, because there's people sitting there. So Terry Taylor always, uh, when I was in NXT, always hammered that home. Work all four sides, even on television. So, um, yeah, that, that's the Terry thing. You know, Terry Taylor, you mentioned him. You've been around a lot of good people in terms of mentors, you know, from the locker room, as well as um, being around a lot of uh, good talent who are, you know, working actually in the ring as well. When you got to Impact, were you nervous about joining that locker room? And who has helped you so far in terms of, you know, just knowing what's going on in Impact and seeing how things work and, uh, you know, being able to make your presence known uh, as well. I think anytime you go into a new environment, especially a competitive one, wrestling is competitive. Everyone wants that same spot. You know, uh, you walk into a new environment, it's going to take a little while to get used to. It's going to take a while for people to, to read you. And um, 
you know, I think everybody kind of got a good feel for me pretty quickly that I'm there to help impact wrestling. I'm there to help the brand and I'm there to, to be the best that I can be and work as hard as possible to help everybody, including myself. And I think um, the person there that's really helped me is Jimmy Jacobs. He's, uh, you know, cause he was with me in WWE and just yeah. a lot of things uh, I go to him for. And I'll say, you know, is that frown is, is that frowned upon here or am I doing something? And he's always, you know, reassuring me, no, this is a different place. Don't worry about that. Uh, so, and he's kind of given me the, lay of the land from the second I got there was Jimmy Jacobs. So I'm really appreciative of him. You know, I love Jimmy uh, to death. The guy's great. He's also very good at finding character, uh, you know, bringing character out. Did you uh, find that with him as, as part of the development of W Morrissey finding the character through a guy like Jimmy? Yeah. I mean, I'd worked with Jimmy previously with Jericho and, and oh, Kevin uh, when me and Enzo were working with them. And, uh, you know, I, he's he's incredible. But getting to impact and getting to work with him, I've learned that you have to one thing that that's hard to 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 do is to trust someone else's opinion over your own. I know it's just like we all think we're so damn smart. Um, but, man, time and time again, I've gone to Jimmy and he's given me advice and I've thought, I don't know, man, that's not going to work. And then I do exactly what it tells me. And when I watch it back, I was, I'm like, bingo, that was perfect. <laughs> so it's when you do that enough times and you, you start going to somebody for advice and they give you advice, even if you're kind of skeptical, you do it anyway. So that's kind of something I've had to learn in impact is I've developed that relationship with him and, and Robert and, you know, everybody on the creative team is, uh, sometimes you don't know everything. I know it's a huge hit to our ego, but sometimes we don't know everything. So someone else knows better. Uh, you know, when you're talking about that environment and being able to be around, uh, you know, the, the guys and maybe start giving some advice because you're now at that point where you're starting to, you know, have this long history now of a good career. Is it uh, a, a position you're in to talk to guys like Chris Bay who are young, who are hungry to kind of give them guidance if they turn to you? hundred percent. Anybody there that wants advice, I'll give the best advice I can. Not saying I know anything, um, but I'll give them my opinion for sure. And I love helping the younger guys out. And man, they help me out, dude, just watching them and how passionate they are and how hard they're working. Yeah, there's days when I see what they're doing and I'm like, damn, like I thought I was working hard today. Like I, I need to step it up. So like, Yes. Anytime they need advice. Yeah. They know they can come to me and I, I love doing that. But man, like I find a lot of inspiration from them, especially maybe going another extra mile when I thought I've already done that. Uh, that's something that they kind of that's a gift that they've given me. Yeah, that's that's remarkable, too, because yeah. like you said, that's, you know, part of our self-awareness. Sometimes we don't like to think about things that, you know we might know we're not working as hard on and that yeah. helps. Yeah. Um, you said inspiration. So when, uh, I knew I was going to be talking to you, I reached out to one of my dearest, <laughs> dearest friends and, uh, he helped you out. And I said, Hey, do you have a quote for me that I can give, uh, Morrissey? And he's like, uh, sure. And this is quote, my buddy, William Morrissey, has the potential to be one of the top guys in our business. I see that potential at some point being a reality. And that comes from DDP himself, man. Hell yeah. I appreciate him saying that. He's always told me that, man. So, yeah. Uh, 
And, you know, I, I, I believe it now too. It's just, it'll be a matter of time as I just keep doing what I'm doing, man. So I appreciate you uh, talking to him. I appreciate him saying that I got to, uh, I got to check out his, uh, he sent me the link yesterday when I have a time on my car ride today for his new podcast. I got to check that out. I, I literally, he, uh, he texted me, he did the same thing. He gave me the link and I, yeah. I, had a long drive yesterday, listened to the whole thing, and was so impressed that I literally sat in the driveway texting him back saying, hey, man, I just listened to this. No bullshit. This is, you know, one of the best things I've heard in a long time. So I encourage people to look for the DDP snake pit because not yeah. only do you get Dallas, but you get Jake. And it's like, yeah, that's a great combo. Great combo. And then Conrad, yeah. Conrad Thompson hosting. You can't go wrong. When you found DDP, when he came into your life, what was the main thing that you had to overcome? Because I know when I, <laughs> when I started, you know, DDPY back then in the day, um, man, it, it was, there was so much in my head that Dallas would say certain things and you'd realize, oh man, I gotta, you know, I gotta cut the bullshit because he picks up on that right away. Was there something that, you know, stood out to you that you had to get over that hurdle to um, then be able to get to the point where you are now? Yeah, man, he was just, he was telling me to drop, he was telling me to not buy into that whole big, bad, tough guy wrestler act, you know, like, in wrestling and in competitive sports, we're taught to be like these stoic creatures that show no emotion and God, nothing can phase us. And we're not real human beings and this macho bullshit attitude. And we all think we're alpha males and it's, it's ridiculous. So he taught me to drop that act and be honest with myself and be honest with everybody else and tell people what the hell I was going through because it can help other people, man. And people, people would been you know be happy to see that someone else has gone through that so you know that's something he inspired me to do was to tro- drop that act of man i'm such a badass you know and and just be honest man because it's, it's really refreshing nowadays for someone to be honest because so many people man look at your television look at your news everybody's full of shit dude and it's just really refreshing to be honest and to see people that are honest and i'm really glad he told me to do that to be honest with you yeah, I, I totally agree 100%. And, you know, playing sports when I was younger as well, that's the whole mentality. When you played basketball, uh, for you, did you have basketball as a passion as a kid? Because you already said wrestling was there for you. But was basketball something that had more passion about? And did you see yourself playing pro ball? No, I didn't really have a passion for it that much i didn't start playing competitively until my senior of high school um and then i ended up getting a scholarship to nyu for you know academics and then the coach asked me to walk if i to see if i should walk on and i did and uh i didn't really have a passion for 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 basketball uh like i do wrestling not even close i think i was passionate about the camaraderie the team effort being a part of something bigger than yourself um Things like that. Uh, I was. I really enjoyed my time in in college playing basketball, and it really taught me a lot of important life lessons: balancing basketball, travel, uh, a pre med schedule at a really top tier university. Uh, so those are life lessons that I'll have with me forever. Uh, but in terms of passion, no, I didn't really. I wasn't that passionate about basketball. Wrestling was always my. Uh, it was always my jam. Were you um, as a fan? Were you a Knicks guy or a Nets guy? 
Knicks. Always been a Knicks guy. <laughs> As a fan, I'm very passionate. Yeah, just uh, yeah, I've been watching the Knicks. Some little, you know, everyone gathers in front of the TV, and back when we had Ewing and Starks and the '94 Finals, and you know, Game Seven, and some hard, there's some really, really heartbreaking moments, yeah. but there's been some triumphs. Unfortunately, no championships, but um, yeah, I've always been a Knicks guy, man. And and you know, speaking of growing up in Queens favorite restaurant in uh the new york area favorite restaurant in the entire area yeah something Jesus. that really hits you know hits home when you think about oh man if i if i could go back for one meal this is what i'm going for it's gotta be pizza man um <laughs> man i that's a good question, dude. I like New Park Pizza in in, uh, in uh, Howard Beach. Uh, I know some people don't like it. It's controversial in the Queen's opinions. I'd say like New Park Pizza or some sort of pizza from the neighborhood, man. I just like neighborhood pizza. That's that's my my thing. How how uh, how close were you in terms of the neighborhood community? Was it growing up for you something that was? you know, that there was always people, always people around for you and that you had that kind of environment where you could just kind of kick back and have fun as a kid in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, and being a kid in the nineties and the early two thousands was great. Um, we didn't have all these, this technology, we didn't have social media, I had to go outside to the schoolyard and bond and play stickball and basketball and stuff like that. I, mean, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like I'm sure kids nowadays are, 20 years from now, we're going to say, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. We all, you know, we're all biased towards how we grew up, but honestly, like I, I just, I enjoyed just, you know, being a part of a neighborhood and having to go hang out with people of my age and playing sports and, and bonding in that way. And um, not so much having to do it on the internet. You know, uh, you're coming into this match. It's again, a triple threat this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be on fight TV, 8 PM Eastern. <laughs> 5 p.m. Pacific. It's, you know, one of the most uh, anticipated pay-per-views, I think, that I've had in a long time because there's so much good uh, build-up on a lot of the, the matches on the show. For you, when you get into that arena, what's the difference between W. Morrissey before the curtain and W. Morrissey after you hit that curtain? Fear. I'd say uh, nerves, fear. Uh, that's the biggest difference. I think I'm I'm confident, but you know I I, I, I there is a good amount of fear, and I think uh, there's a good the man. Mike Tyson has this this video. He, he sums it up perfectly, where you know he's he's terrified, and then the closer and closer he gets to the ring, he gains more and more confidence. I think that's what it is, man. It's like yeah. right before your music hits, nerves fear and then the second you walk out there in front of people it's like a whole new world just that shit all this goes out the window and uh it's just game time um i'd say that's the biggest difference do you think that uh one of the keys to young wrestlers who are trying to get to the position that you're at is the fact that or or even veterans who've been around for a while is that if you don't feel that nervous energy that you know that hey maybe i've lost my passion for this is it is it you know, something that if that's gone, then you have a bigger chance of maybe injuring someone or just not putting out a hundred percent because you don't have that passion anymore. 
Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I've never been had that experience. Every time I've gone out the curtain, whether it's on an independent show or a, a show with Johnny Rods or WWE or Impact, every time I have that fear and that nervous energy before I go out. So I don't, I can't speak on not having it. But yeah, I've been told by many people that once you don't have that anymore, uh, you need to go away for a while or hang them up because you just don't love it. So um, fortunately for me, I've never experienced it. Hopefully I don't ever experience it. You know, one of the final things I'll say here uh, that I just absolutely loved was the contract signing. And one of the reasons I love that was because you finally did what I think a hundred percent of viewers always go, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. And you just you just simply signed the contract and got the hell out of there. That was brilliant. Yeah. Was that something that um, you know you look at as um, being able to share a little part of yourself and your feelings um, into the character to make something like that really work? Yeah. Again, that was something suggested to me by Jimmy, and I was like, "All right, um, whatever you say, brother." And uh, it is true, man. It's just that I spoke from the heart when I was in the ring in that promo. It's just like these things always end in a schmoz. Someone always gets hurt. Someone always gets hit with a weapon, goes through a table. Uh, it's just there's always some sort of violence and nonsense. So it's just like, why not just sign the damn contract and leave? Um, so that was uh, that was I thought that was a really unique way to approach it. And, uh, I, definitely it came from a real place because like you said we all watched these and we're like just sign a damn contract and leave <laughs> um and finally uh simon street who's on our show wasn't able to make it uh to do this interview but uh he did have a question and his question is would you say that your journey thus far has been more beneficial than you would have ever expected yeah i think looking back now in a more wise and in a better state of mind yeah my journey all the ups and downs i think have taught me lessons that are going to be invaluable going into the future and i think uh i wouldn't be where i am without a lot of the struggles and uh as much as as much as painful as some of them were and as embarrassing and humiliating i think that i am the person i am today because of everything that's happened in my journey and i think that so far everything up to now good and bad uh, has prepared me for the future. So I, I am very confident in that. So I think, you know, the good comes with the bad and even all those horrible, bad things, humiliating, that all prepared me for where I'm going to be. I don't know where I'm going to be, but it's definitely somewhere good. Well, I'm hoping that after Saturday's main, you know, main event uh, with that championship, man, that where you'll be is the top and wearing that belt with pride and you know, being the face of Impact Wrestling. And, uh, man, we couldn't be happier for you, brother, to see how far you've come and getting this opportunity and hopefully becoming the heavyweight champion of Impact, man. And uh, thank That's you right. for joining us, brother. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. The biggest bad boys of podcasting.